Reformed Church. When you hear something good, something that sounds good to you, let's say, for instance, somebody tells you, you know, like, you don't feel good, and somebody just walks up to you and says, you know, you're going to be healed, you're going to be well, right? You could hear that, like, oh, look, a perfect stranger, you know, I was just, I was just minding my own business, and this perfect stranger came up to me and told me, you're going to be healed. Like, that, that must have been God, right? And, and then you can get all excited, and it's like, you know, this perfect stranger came up to you and said, you're going to be healed. Um, but, you know, there, there is a way to look at things properly so that you don't, um, so you don't lean on something that isn't there, right? Uh, and, and instead yet, you know, lean with all of our weight, right, and all of our heart on the Lord and not on things, you know, that are kind of like the wind. So, you know, things that are good can be good news, right? But things are good news when they're according to Christ. In other words, if, if, if somebody says something to you and you, you can understand it in the context of what Jesus did for you, like if somebody tells you, listen, you know, the Lord gave me a word and you're going to be healed, and you know either the person is saying it in context of Christ or you're taking it in context of Christ, right? That, that's a different thing because that, that becomes good news because what you're leaning on is not the person that said it, what you're leaning on is not how weird that is because you don't know the person because that doesn't make it more God because you knew the person or you don't. Right? I mean, I think, I think it is actually more common, more common, I would think. I mean, I'm, I'm not looking at percentages here, but more common or may, would make more sense that the Lord would use something, someone godly that you know to speak to you a word that is truth versus a, a, a complete stranger that you don't know coming up to you, right? But sometimes we think, oh, you know, because that seems a bit more, I don't know if the word is ominous, but it, it, it's a bit more weird, right? Like, oh, like this person that doesn't know me said that, but that has no weight in anything, right? The, the only thing that has, should have any weight in our minds is when you know that what is being said to you is being said in context of what the Lord has done or, or you're, you know, you're praying and you, you know, the Lord reminds you of the things that he's done for you. And, you know, you get a surety and a certainty in your heart again, because you're, you're leaning on what he's done. So, so good things that you hear can become good news, right? Um, or sometimes good things can just sound good, right? But have nothing really behind them. So you kind of take those things with a grain of salt and allow the Lord to be the one to emphasize it in your mind and allow the Lord to be the one to really solidify that in your heart, right? Um, and so I wanted to read to you just two quick passages. They, they are, you know, they're a little lengthy, but they're quick as far as minutes that we have here. Um, they're all from Luke 1. And um, in Luke 1 and verse number 11, this is around uh, Zacharias. And, you know, Zacharias, he's a priest. He was um, married to Elizabeth, right? And, and the Lord had come to, uh, he was actually praying and he, apparently from the context, I'll show you that, he was actually praying to the Lord, asking for a son, right, is, is what you get out of this. And yet, when the Lord answers him, you know, you see that he's in unbelief, right? Um, and then the contrast to that is going to be later on in the same chapter, you see, you see the Lord approach Mary, and she, you know, questions the Lord also, like, how can this be? And yet, the Lord explains to her, how it's going to be, and she, she believes the Lord. Um, and so you'll see the contrast. So that's really what I want you to see is the contrast between those two things. Um, but really more than anything, 
this, not really just to see contrast between like unbelief and belief, but to really see, you know, that when, when the Lord is saying something to us, right, especially, you know, the things that the Lord gives a surety about, he gives a surety about those things according to Christ who has already come and has already accomplished everything that he needs to accomplish, right? So there's, there's so much truth there, right? I mean, that is truth that has so much weight. It's based on something that's finished, something that's already done. So when the Lord speaks something to you that has so much weight, so much, I almost want to use like the word like collateral, and that's probably not the perfect word, but it's like Jesus Christ, his body is the one that's backing this thing that the Lord is telling you versus something that somebody tells you that just, you know, it's just somebody talking to you. Right, it, it, so so it's it's a cool thing to be able to see like the weight that something has when the Lord says something to you versus when somebody else just says something to you, gives you their opinion or whatever. Right, you get your opinion from internet or from anyone. Right, so in verse number eleven, Luke one eleven, he says, and there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled. And I think this is the King James version. It says he was troubled and fear fell upon him. And, um, and the angel said unto him, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, right? So uh, that gives me the impression, right, that this was, this was something that he was praying about, and the Lord is responding to him. And, and it says, and your wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. Now, it's cool that, you know, not only is the Lord telling him that he's going to have a son, and not only can he have, you know, can he put faith in what God has said, like the faith of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, right, where the gospel was taught to them and the gospel continued to be taught to these people, right? But, but he says, um, uh, he said, your, your, prayer, your prayer is heard. He says, and your wife shall bear a son. So not only does he tell them that they're going to have a son, but he also tells them what to name the boy, right? Um, and and it verse, four, verse 14 says, And you shall have uh, joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of, sight of the Lord, and shall drink uh, neither wine nor strong drink, strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel he shall turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias, um, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the, said unto the angel, whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is stricken in years. Like, like you know, it's just, it, it's, it's a little different and you'll see. Mary questions also like, how can this happen? I don't know a man. Right? I've, never, I've never had intimacy with a man. Like, how can it be? Both of them question. But, but there's a difference between a person that questions what the Lord says and, and will not believe anyway. Like the Lord knows in his foreknowledge. Somebody who is doubting now and will continue to doubt until they see something versus, versus someone that questions and asks the Lord something. Because it's not, there's not anything wrong with asking the, the Lord a question like, Lord, like how is this going to happen or how can this be and have the Lord explain it to you. But there is a difference between someone that will believe, that will hear and believe versus someone that will hear and asks and still will doubt, right? And not believe until they see something. That's really, that's really what, what you see really in Zacharias here. Um, 
he says, he, the Lord tells him all of this stuff, how he'll prepare the way for the Lord. How I mean, he's given him that he's going to have a son. He's explaining to him even his role within the coming of the Messiah that's to come. And yet he still asks the Lord based on what he sees with his physical eyes, right? He says, I'm an old man and my wife is stricken in years, right? Still very much focused on what he's seeing. Now, again, that you can, you can still ask the question, like, Lord, how can that be? I'm an old man. But the thing is, there, there, is, there is a difference between questioning something because you want the Lord to give you truth versus questioning something because you're in unbelief and it doesn't matter what he tells you, you're still going to be in unbelief, right? And you're not going to believe it until you see it. Um, he says, for I'm an old man and my wife is well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, um, that uh, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and I am sent to speak unto you and to show you these glad tidings, to show you this good news, right? Uh, and behold, uh, you shall be dumb, right? You, you, you won't be able to speak and not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because you believe not my words, which, uh, which shall be fulfilled in their season. So, so, so that's not only a thing like because he asked a question, it's because he asked a question, right? And, and just, and, and really I think, and I, don't, I wanna make sure I'm not reading into this, but I really don't think that I am because you, you'll see in a second, Mary asks a very similar question but there's a difference between how she responds to what the, the, what the angel says versus the way Zechariah does. In, in verse 29 of Luke 1, it says that when she uh, saw him, this is Mary, right, sees the angel come to her. When she saw him, same as Zechariah, right, she was troubled at his saying and cast, in, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor uh, with God, and behold... You shall conceive in thy womb and uh, bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Very, very similar, right? I mean, the Lord is telling her that she's going to bear a child just like the Lord was telling Zechariah. Gives them the name, lets them know like this is, I mean, in Mary's case, it's the, the Messiah himself. In Zechariah and Elizabeth's case, it is the one that shall prepare the way for the Messiah. So very, very similar, very, very parallel there, those two. Um, and in verse 32, and he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord uh, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over his house, over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be seeing I know not a man, right? Same kind of a question. Zechariah asked a question. She asked a question, right? Verse 35, and the angel said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come unto thee, right? Like, I, I really don't think there's ever really, I mean, that, that I can think of right now in these five, ten minutes, uh, an issue with you asking God a question, and he'll answer you, right? There, there are many people that would not believe Jesus when he was speaking to them in parables, right? Couldn't understand, uh, depreciated his words, didn't want to hear from him, but yet the disciples went up to him and asked him, Lord, you know, what does this mean? You know, I, I, we, we don't get it. And he, and he would say to them, he said, don't you understand? He said, if you don't understand this, you know, how would you not understand the rest of them? But then he goes on to explain it to them anyway, right? Tells them the whole thing. So there's nothing wrong with asking the Lord a question. It's just, you know, it would, it's, it's an awesome thing to be able to understand that when you're hearing something that is the gospel and it has the full weight of the cross behind it and everything that God has done for you, that we would feel how weighty 
That is. And if you want to ask a question, ask a question, and the Lord will explain it to you, and he'll explain it again and again and again. But to, when you hear that, though, that it is, it's according to Christ, like your mind should be like wide open to receive what God has to say, right? Because it's based on the one that saved you, right? Like your mind, your mind can be wide open, vulnerable, not afraid, right? Just willing to hear what the Lord is going to say to you, right? Versus, yeah, you know, just looking at what you can see, not beholding the Christ that this is based on, but just beholding physical circumstances, right? It should be the exact opposite for us. When you can see that, that what is being said to you is based on the good news of the gospel, based on Jesus Christ, right? That, that should change everything, right? It's kind of like when you hear, you know, you, you, can, you can hear someone prophesying, or you can hear, see somebody doing something that looks very strange, right? Well, you know, you could see somebody doing something really strange, and it could be some kind of demonic crazy thing, right? Or you could see somebody doing something really strange, but as you listen, you really see that what's being said is pointing you to Christ and to the gospel, then you know what? At that point, I don't care what you're doing. I mean, you, you could be, and I've said it before, you could be spinning on your head up here breakdancing, and it really doesn't matter, right? Because the end result is that the gospel is being communicated. It's, it's, it's like your brain and your heart can be wide open when you hear that what, what's, being, what's being said to you, the thing that's being passed to you, the good news that's, that's being relayed to you, it has Christ in the background, then you can lean on that hard, right? You can rejoice right away, and then just just... Ask the Lord, you know, Lord, let it be just like you said, right? And you may not be there, right? You may not be there where you're fully believing at that precise moment. But just because you're open to what the Lord has to give you, that's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. And I'll show you that in a second. I'm going to wrap up here. But she, she questions, right? How shall this be? I know not a man. Verse 35, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And he explains the whole thing, just like Jesus explained the parable to the disciples. It says, the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, um, your cousin Elizabeth. So he's even telling her, hey, just like I told you this, listen, you have a cousin same thing's going to happen to her, right? She's barren, and she's going to have a child, right? Not the exact same thing, but similar, right? Um, it says, your cousin Elizabeth, she shall also conceive a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month, uh, it says, with her, and um, who was called barren. For with God, nothing, uh, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, and it's such a good response, right? to someone that just has their heart open to the gospel. It says, behold your handmaid, the handmaiden of the, handmaiden of the Lord. He said, be it unto me according to your world, to, to your word, sorry. It says, and the angel departed from her. Like, how cool is that to say? You know, my, I, I may not understand everything, but I'm hearing what you're saying, but I like what you're saying. Watch this, and I'll stop here. I like what you're saying because it's based on the gospel. It's based on what Jesus has done. So your heart should be all open to that, right? And say, you know what? That's what I want. Let it be to me just like you said, Lord, right? Let it be unto me just like you said. It doesn't have to be an angel either, right? An angel is just one that speaks on behalf of the Lord, right? It could be, you could be reading your Bible. You could be in the middle of a sermon. You could be listening to something on the internet, right? It's just that when it's being spoken from the context and the weightiness of the cross and the finished work of Jesus, like that's a cool thing that you, your mind could just open up like a flower right there and say, Lord, let it be unto me just like you've said. We hope you enjoyed this message from Reform Church. If you have, please share this with someone else and help us get this uncommon truth out to the world.
If you'd like to support this good news, you can do so at reformchurch.com give. Also on our website, you can take advantage of our free messages, articles, and even full discipleship courses. Start reforming your mind now at reformchurch.com.